Are, am I coming across completely clear for you? Yes. Okay. Uh, one out of two ain't bad then, so let's just see how this goes. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hello! We're both guys. We're chatting about Mrs. Doubtfire as part of Dad Month. It's the Guys on Film podcast. I'm just going to say hello again. Okay. Yeah. So you've, you're reusing material one minute into the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Doubling down uh, on the reuse. So this this episode, we're going to dig into another dad after last week's Randy the Ram Robinson uh, yeah. good dad slash bad dad um, Grey area. analysis. We're moving on to Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was a grey area. I saw a comment on Facebook this week just saying, didn't really think he was that good a dad, to be honest. I, I think, really, <laughs> the debate that was struck up last week was really needless. <laughs> Uh, but nevertheless, it was a great chat, and it was good to talk about any dads. So um, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's another way of summarising it. So yeah. this episode, we're going to have a bit of um, doubt chat. We're going to have a bit of dad chat up front as well. I've got a quiz for you. You can okay. earn eight points based on how many points you earn. I'm going to grade your dadliness. Okay, sounds good. I mean, right? I should do pretty well. Yeah, you're a dad. Hmm. And this particular episode is coming out on the dadliest of days as well. So, um, should we just crack on with it? Or is there anything coming up that you want to really whet people's appetite with? Uh, no, no. We've got all the things you know and love, like official synopsises, uh, talking about notes, IMDB trivia. You know, you're in for a, a good dad ride. What? So, buckle in. Wow. Buckle up. Um <laughs> Buckle in. Uh, actually, it's buck. Oh, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. Okay, dad quiz. Okay, so you're a dad, Ollie. Correct. Uh, can you confirm or deny that? Bing. Okay, you don't get a point for that one. That's not one of the eight points. But I've picked some dad-related questions. That I just thought I'd ask you just to be sure okay. of whether you really are a dad or not. No, I am. Um, I am a dad. So I want to just check. So the ca- categories include sports, yep. DIY. Yeah. Cars. Yeah. Uh, socks. Okay. And then two two dad-based questions. So the first one, sports question. Okay. In football, describe the offside rule. Okay. So it's one of those dad questions. Yeah. So, son, listen. When you've got the attacking side, so, so we're going towards the enemy goal, <laughs> right? Now, say you've got... Who, who are the enemy, dad? Um, maybe who are the baddies? Well, we're we're uh, England, obviously. Let's just say Tunisia are because we? they're going to be the first team that we're playing in the World Cup. Okay. Okay, Daddy. Okay, this is weird. Can we can we Scotland. stop stop this now? Uh, so anyway, you you've got your two okay. you've got your two you've got your attackers, and uh, you've uh-huh. got one attacker on the ball, and then you've got another attacker running towards the goal. Now. It's fine to pass the ball to the free attacker as long as he hasn't passed the last defender on the opposition. Is that right? Okay. Is that okay? Yep. That's a Does point. That... That's actually pretty good. I was hoping that you would your description would be so long winded and roundabout that you'd have to actually put like sort of elevator music in the middle <laughs> and skip forward to the end. But I mean, is that um, is that a good? But you actually managed to describe that quite concisely. Thank you. I think so. Yeah, and it. it is true as well so that's one point 
Bing. So that's a one goal, one nil. No, it's a point. Okay, it's a hoop. <laughs> one nil on dad. <laughs> okay. Um, um, DIY question: okay. If you were rewiring a plug, what's the brown wire? Is it neutral, live, or earth? Ooh. Ah. Uh, well, you ever rewired what a plug? I, what I would say, and this is what I always say, is if you think about what is earth, earth is mud. And okay, so that that would be brown but what is on top of mud it is often grass and we live on the grass and live it's an a b or c question oh uh, it would be the the green wire the question was what is the brown wire okay uh i think i think it's live the brown one is live yeah Okay, that's a point. Well done, oh, Mick. That's very confusing, though, because your previous your previous answer seemed to suggest that you didn't get it right. I'm gonna edit it to make it sound like I got it first time. Okay. Okay, leave that in. Also, if I were your child and you were teaching me how to rewire a plug, you would have blown my arm off by now. But um, let's move on. Okay. Nerdy car question. Yeah. What's the world's fastest production car? Yeah. I th- I th- I think. Is it a Bugatti? It's close. It was up until 2017, but right now it's a Koenigsegg, a, a Gera or a Gera RS. Uh, can I? I mean, I mean, do I do I get a point or it, because I'm not completely? No. no. I'm 12 minutes out, aren't I? That's that's the problem here. No, like if you're a dad, you have to be completely aligned with. Like, I mean, but Jeremy that does Clark's show some idiots, kind of so. car knowledge. Sorry, carnal man. knowledge. <laughs> carnal knowledge okay um, dads love socks for Christmas name three kinds of sock ankle knee and bing, s- bing, and bing, sports bing, bing, bing. <laughs> okay yeah sure okay that's three bing 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 bing, 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 bing. yeah can you name any uh, more you could have also had moisture wicking yeah could have had compression uh huh could have had toe socks what maybe thermal or like if you want to go with a brand name totes what's your uh, what's your favourite sock uh, beach socks, so you don't cut your feet on the stones. How are they? Shoes. How are they different um, from any other? What's the unique selling point or the unique feature? Well, they're kind of tougher. They've actually got like sort of rubber on the outside and that, so you can grip the stones. Okay. I've never worn them, Molly. I'm making it up. So Move it's on. like a half crock, half sock. Okay. Last two questions. What's the best thing about being a dad? Ah, uh, I think the best thing is. Being able to rewatch all of those great films that you liked as a kid and to see which ones. That's the best thing about being a dad. It's one of the best things. Okay. Sorry, wrong. It's getting cups of tea made for you. They don't do that yet. They don't? No, not yet. No, well, that not... phase is still to come. That's why you don't know yet. Yeah, that's why, that's why it is still being able to say, oh, let's watch uh, Big Trouble in Little China and see if they enjoy it and being able to go oh. back and... Or and like legitimately have a ping, watch Pingu afternoon. Watch like uh, the Goonies again, or you know other other kids' films. Watch it through their eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's the worst thing about being a dad? Like when when they don't know what they want to eat, and all of you want to have <laughs> different things, so you end up having to like cook three different meals. That's the worst thing, <laughs> because there's a level of a level of you becoming a a kind of 
chef in a all you can eat buffet that isn't pleasant <laughs> uh okay i mean for my mum and dad brought me up they just gave me something and i had to eat it it was 2018 now i can't do that okay uh, anyway, that's the wrong answer. It's um, you should have known this one. It's having less time in the shed. <laughs> okay, so right. that is always tricky. So out of eight, I think you've got so you got all three socks, but the last two were wrong. Uh, car was wrong. You've got a grand total of five points out of eight. Yeah. So um, the official report is you're a better than average dad. Oh, thank you. That's good. It's good to know. Okay. <laughs> Cool. cool. More detailed report coming from me. Um, Analysis. Okay, let's move on to Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, so what did you think? You text me and you were like... So we watched it the other night, not together, but in a, and around the same kind of time, we both watched it. Um, I, hey, Ollie, uh, fancy popping over to watch Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Uh, I watched it from Amazon Prime, so I paid £3.49 to rent it on Amazon. I paid the full whack and just kept it got it forever now <laughs> really yeah I mean Went I probably should have done that it's only an extra £1.50 wasn't it yeah now you'll never be able to watch it again especially <laughs> when the kids are like oh we've heard about Mrs. Doubtfire can we watch that uh, sorry I, I rented it this one <laughs> you've time just, you've just okay. uh, you're going to have to repay for it all over again that's amazing because you've just defied your own logic of one of the best things about being a dad <laughs> Okay, uh, I mean, I'll, I'm just going to oh, do the dear. official... Official. All of us make mistakes from time to time. Do you want to read the official synopsis? So. No, you go ahead. Okay. The official synopsis. After a bitter divorce, an actor, I mean, which I think is a stretch of the imagination, disguises himself as a female housekeeper to spend time with his children held in custody by his former wife. I mean, held in custody sounds like they're in prison. But um, that's the official synopsis, anyway. So that's that's what's happening. But you 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 text me and said something along the lines of that you were getting like mad flashbacks to your childhood from watching it, like it was just all yeah. flooding back. So Ian, uh, just you know, elaborate. Elaborate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I had the VHS tape um, in my house. Do you know what VHS stands it for? Came out what. Um, video home system or something. Okay. <laughs> what does any of it mean? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, elaborate so, about about these feelings so was, that came flooding back. I, I was five years old when it came out, so uh, I was probably six when it came out on VHS, and okay. I think I probably then watched it for lack of other entertainment after CBBC was finished probably then watched it around a hundred times before the age of 12 where I then gave up <laughs> did you own it on VHS oh yeah. yeah yeah okay day one or or did you rent it a couple of times first <laughs> day one are you trying to like build up the um, the invoice that I've essentially like spent on this film over my lifetime uh, yeah <laughs> rented six times Purchased on VHS, then purchased on Amazon. Grand total, £27. I mean, how much was a rental <laughs> back in 1996? It would have probably have been £2.75 for a 48-hour rental. Yeah, something yeah? like that, yeah. Okay. So anyway, I, I just remember it very well 
And I figured, you know, it's probably just because I've seen it so much that I think it's great. But then I realised it was Chris Columbus who was the director. Yeah. And um, he's got a history of smashing it with um, sort of kids' films. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or heartwarming films. Yeah. Okay. Um, can you name any of them, Molly? Home Alone. Okay. Home Alone 2. Uh, yep. I mean, did he do... Uh, oh, um, Uncle Buck? Did he do that? No, he didn't do Uncle, Uncle Buck. Buck. Uh, he didn't do no. Uncle Buck. No, he, he he's really only done like the Home Alones and, and this <laughs> that are any good. He does some Harry Potter ones. I don't know if they're oh, he, good ones. Yeah, he did a couple of Harry Potters. Uh, I think recently... I think recently he did the terrible Adam Sandler um, Pixels. Pixels? Yeah. Yeah. He did that. Which, I don't know, maybe I should watch it now since I, I love Chris Columbus. But he also did a film. Um, he also did Bicentennial Man. Yeah, which is also Robin Williams. But he also did a film in 1987 that I used to love when I was a, a wee nipper, which was called Adventures in Babysitting. Have you seen that one? I have not. Uh, I'm just going to give you the official synopsis. So, the official synopsis. A babysitter must battle her way through the big city after being stranded there with the kids she's looking after. Uh, so she's obviously she's gone and took on a babysitter's job, and then she's oh no, I've got to go Learn out. To well, I've got afterwards. to go out. I've got to go and meet someone or do something. I've forgotten about this thing. Well, I'll have to bring the kids along. And then there's just lots of shenanigans and problems that they get in along the way. Uh, it's quite a good fun film. We used to like it a lot when I was when I was younger. Okay, okay. I've seen the poster now. It looks good. Yeah, it it's worth. Good. I'm up for it's that. very much worth a watch. Wow. So, uh, you just said the word shenanigans. I think that's what Chris Columbus is all about. Yeah, he's all about the shenanigans. Um, yeah. There's a lot of shenanigans in this. There's a lot of shenanigans in Home Alone. So let's talk about what you like about Mrs. Doubtfire. Or or just your analysis. What do you think of the film overall? Not spend too long on that. Uh, yeah, so I enjoyed it. And I actually, I think my kids would really like it. I, I don't think they've seen it. Um, but I think I think they'd really, uh, regretting, I think they'd really enjoy regretting it. Regretting that rental rather than purchase. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've got some notes. I mean, I think it's pretty high concept, but ultimately... I don't uh, think your kids are going to appreciate the notes. I think they'd rather watch Okay, it. but ultimately, so he... Well, let's talk about the film before we talk about him as a dad. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought it was good. It was good fun. Um, it was funny enough. Robin Williams is is really good in it. Like, it's definitely uh, an iconic role for him. I, I really like the actor that plays his brother in it. The makeup artist. Yeah, he's like a character actor that's been yep. in plenty of films, and he's always a pleasure. Um, Harvey Feierstein. Um, he's he's always pretty funny yep. when he pops up in a film. You'll know who he is as soon as you lay eyes on him. He's he's very funny. He was in Independence Day. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think it's it's also quite dark to begin with. Um, I don't know how much it was meant to be like how dark it was meant to be but I I found that I was getting upset by the film because I thought he was being really really unfairly treated way more than I remember it was a, a little bit of a dark start to the film you know he you know he kind of snaps at a few moments he shouts at his kids once and he's you know he's having a rough time and I think he's being unfairly treated give us give, give us an example because you've just said that three times now <sighs> 
ultimately is it her attitude it's her, or is yes it, it's her it's her uh, attitude, judge's so, I mean, attitude maybe maybe he is a little bit of a oh everything's funny can never be serious you know voices all the time maybe he get he can get he can be a bit much maybe he can just be a bit annoying maybe that in a relationship um you know if someone can never be serious and is always a liability that can grind you down and wear you down uh, however you know that that was kind of left to fester for 14 years and nothing was done about it until um Miranda Hill. He had a mad kids party. Well, yeah, he had a mad <laughs> so, kids the break, party. The breaking point was this, like not just a, like you'd, you'd accept that if he'd had a bunch of work colleagues over and they'd had a mad drunken one that the um, wife might have come home and been a little bit annoyed with him. But yeah. he had like tons of toddlers around the house and he was dancing with like donkeys around and stuff. Like, like she got so angry party, about that. Yeah, so angry about the kids party. Yeah. Um, and that's the that's the kind of turning point. So basically, she says, "I've had enough. Get out. It's over. It's not working." He's he's pretty upset, and he gets he gets thrown out of the family home, which I, is understandable because she's you know the main provider. You know she brings the money into the house. I guess she pays. You know she's probably paid for a lot more of it. His his work is very erratic. He doesn't get a lot of jobs. And he just quit his job. And as he well. just but for for very good reasons. So he quit a job as a voice actor on a cartoon because one of the um, animals in the children's cartoons started smoking a cigarette. So he walks out because he's like, actually, <laughs> this is not good for kids to see. So I think he's got like a strong uh, moral center. Would you quit a job over it? Probably not. I mean, you know, that's another way of putting it. Would you? Would you put your kids' livelihood at risk because of that? Uh, and so she kicks him out of the family home because of the divorce. They can't live together. And the first time, to- I thought, I thought that was quite harsh with a kids' party, but I found it really harsh when he's managed to get himself a flat, which isn't easy. He's moved in he's in a state of disarray he's kind of grieving over a relationship that's broken down he's grieving over the kids that he's not being able to see so what does she do she walks into his flat and basically sneers absolutely everything that he's kind of living out of a few boxes and hasn't got everything pristine Uh, she sneers at all this gets the kids out an hour before he's supposed to give them back she dropped them off late and I think that there's a complete lack of respect there for his time with his children. And then she takes him to a further court hearing and basically he's he's not any longer allowed to see them midweek or anything. It's just basically a few hours on a Saturday. So that time's really precious to him. So for her to take that away from him and to further cut into that time, I felt was really unfair. So yeah, I did feel that uh, he was really unfairly treated. I feel a little bit like um, the part that you talked about with her cr- criticising the house. Yeah, I get that. That's a bit weird. Um, I don't feel like her character was really fully fleshed out. I think it was more of one of those notes of like, if you join the dots of the plot, this one is really the one that sets up the moment for later on when they say, oh, look, he is making progress. He's made his house really nice now. It's actually probably not really true to what her character is meant to be. 
Um, but also... She's got... I mean, she doesn't like animals. I'd say maybe you're taking it a little seriously. It's quite a cartoony film overall. So don't think they have the most believable characters of all time. I'm anymore. just saying it how quite I see it. quite high concept. Saying it how I see it. Maybe I am taking the whole... Uh, thing a bit literally but you know I did I did feel like it was quite dark and I, I did feel like he was getting a bit unfairly treated and and it was a bit more unfair than I remember it as a as a kid that's that's kind of all I'm getting at um okay so I mean he's you know yeah I think I just said okay like Jared Butler let's okay. move okay, okay, uh, okay let's okay. move on to him as a dad so what do you think of him as a father uh, I think you're setting me up for some sort of uh, rebuttal here because I have I have no, an no. inkling that you've got very particular thoughts on this. Um, I think that despite the fact it's sort of obviously campy and over the top and it's a high concept thing that basically sets up Robin Williams acting like this character in Mrs. Doubtfire... Um, I think if you were to kind of look into what the dad is doing himself... He's, he's going yeah. above and beyond to try and spend extra time with his kids. Um, That's true. It's yeah. a little bit weird, but yeah, I think he's doing everything possible to stay with his kids. And I think that's very um, valiant and very um, almost heroic. Yeah. Yeah, do you not, that's fair. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he goes through quite a lot. He he's changing clothes all the time. He's wearing this like sweaty hot bodysuit. He's yeah. um, he's not only doing that, but then he's getting home and then learning how to actually do the job of a housekeeper. Yeah, exactly. Learning how so to cook meals and all that sort of stuff. Actually, he's actually learning things that will make him better as a dad when he becomes a dad, or exactly, not becomes yeah. a dad, but when he when he looks to gain back um, the privilege of looking after his kids from the, the judge. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think um, the judge was fair to take that privilege away from him in the first place to restrict him so much? I don't think so, but it actually has made him grow as a character an awful lot because the the moments where... Um, is it Miranda... Hillard, the moments when she's most honest with uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, not knowing that it's um, him. Yeah. She tells him things that he would never have heard her say about him, and it lets him yeah, sort of introspect and yeah. like, understand yeah. like how he's perceived by other people. Yeah. And uh, so he learns a lot about himself that way, and he learns a lot about the things that, like, by performing the role of the nanny, yeah. he learns, like, these are massively important things for our family's life like looking after kids making sure these things happen for them in the evening homework like a little bit more uh strictness and kind of um routine yeah and uh spending the time with them teaching them helping them study all that sort of stuff so and also so anyway also learned a lot about cooking and how not to cook your own female body parts in a frying pan yeah that was um, important. He probably, important this is probably a good thing he didn't actually have the surgery. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, the kids were all on different levels of accepting the situation. I think the oldest daughter was very angry at him right from the get-go, um, even though I think he was, you know, always a really great dad that was there for them. So 
uh, or wasn't quite sure why she was taking it out on him. But actually, Robin Williams is the the character. His not Robin Williams, but the character. His initial plan was good um, that he would become the carer of the children because he hasn't got a job. Because obviously, Miranda, the wife, says. I'm getting a nanny to look after the kids in the day while she's at work. And he says, well, I can be the carer and I can look after them, etc., etc." So that, you know, the initial plan is good, uh, but that was, re- that was rejected. So, you know, extreme conditions demand extreme responses. And, and ultimately, you know, he, w- he was kind of left no choice other than to dress up as a, that sounds like some an sort old of like lady. Foreign policy snippet. Yeah, well, I mean, it is. I mean, he, he was left extreme no choice. situations demand extreme response. Yeah, well, he, he was left no choice, so he had to he had to dress up as a an old lady and infiltrate the family home. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what do you think of him as a dad then? Yeah, I think I think he's good. I just I just think he's. Uh, I mean, we'll get we'll get to our dad analysis in a little bit, but. Ultimately, I think he's he's a okay. he's a brilliant dad, and obviously he's always trying to learn. He may he may be trying to be too much of a mate all the time and a friend all the time, and you know always with the banter. But I think actually by being Mrs. Doubtfire, he learned a little bit of being a bit bit stricter and and deal out a bit of um, discipline, things like that, which he may have been lacking as a, a dad. But like you say, he's he's learned all these things on his journey. Yeah. What are some of your best bets? Can I tell you mine and then you can hit me with best bets? Okay. Um, I like the dirty old bus lad. Yeah, he was good, yeah. Um, the bus driver who, who, yeah, he likes having a good look, especially seeing uh, Daniel Hillard's knees revealed from under Mrs. Doubtfire's costume. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a really good bet where somebody attacks Mrs. Doubtfire on the street to try and take her bag. Yeah, away. that's brilliant. Um, and he's like, what, mate? Snaps in. Get, get to fuck me um, and he snatches the bag back and then immediately once she gets the bag back the accent comes back on and she's like this is like I wrote a note here saying accent on, on point okay um, if it was a Scottish accent that is it's a, she's supposedly English yeah so confusing. what did you think about but that the Scottish I've, accent was so good so I've got a note here that says half English triggered I wrote English in capital letters. That was all. <laughs> okay. I think the capitals was me like shouting it. I mean, internally. but everybody um, in the whole so film said, was everybody in the whole film was referring to him as English or her as English. Yeah. So nobody picked up on it. Yeah, it's weird. Oh no, actually, Stu, um, the new love interest for Miranda Hillard, yeah, said uh, he was from London and that he thought that the accent was a bit all over the place or something like that. Okay. Um, however, you know, Ro- Robin Williams has actually done like a Scottish golf uh, stand-up bit for a well, he I've seen videos of it online. Okay. So he knows what a Scottish accent is. Yeah, he knows um, what he's doing. So mate. I don't know, maybe the writers thought it was yeah. easier. Anyway, so when he grabs his bag back and the strap's broken, he's like, broke my bag, the bastard. <laughs> yeah. And it's like actually, I burst out laughing with that. Wow! Not seen it for so long. Anyway, so then those are good bits, but I particularly like the like sort of pushing of Miranda's buttons from behind the mask. So like he gets away with it as her, but it's things that 
are so close to the bone immediately after the um, divorce yeah. that it's just like it's it's impo- it would be impossible for a real person not to notice that this is coming from a place of like knowledge. Like in the first scene where he kind of knows his way around her kitchen. Oh yeah, yeah. And becomes acquainted. She's and, like, oh, uh, you, she you says, really know your well, way. Oh, you just seem to know the place. Yeah, uh, that sort of stuff. And then he begins to like. Uh, have opinions about her marriage and like what she should and shouldn't do like there's one where um, she said like how soon after Mr. Doubtfire died did she have feelings for someone else and like (laughs) from an absolute place of being a total bastard uh, Daniel Hillard's like I never felt anything for ever, anyone ever again (laughs) it's just like so she won't have sex with the new guy (laughs) I mean, what would you um, think to that uh, sort of thing? Is very good. I mean, the whole Brosnan thing—he was such a horrible, pervy lech in it. So he has a business meeting, but he doesn't even want to talk business. Yeah, he isn't bothered about talking business. He just wants to—he wants to get down to. She's business. literally showing him her samples and describing in her presentation what, what she'd done and he's just not interested yeah he's not he's interested in a completely different type of sample yeah exactly yeah I don't know what that means yeah move on but most people um, do I think he's alright I think he does the job like I think if he wasn't a bit um, grim then I think in a film like this you need a cartoony baddie and it's easy to dislike him Brosnan's the baddie. Yeah, I think so. I did like all the interplay between Brosnan and uh, and Robin Williams. I thought that was that was a highlight for me. Yeah, I think uh, the there's one bit actually where it's um, it's on the um, parents' guide on IMDb, but there's a bit about all of the innuendos that are used at the dinner table when Miranda's away oh, at the yeah. toilet. Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire uses to describe what he wants to do. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of some of them there, like unsheathing the banana or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. Oh, he also says that uh, in some sort of effort to put Stu off having um, some sort of intercourse with Miranda, he's like, you know, she's got crabs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the crustacean <laughs> type. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, yes, lots of good bits. What are some of your best bits? Well, like I say, most of the stuff with uh, Pierce, because he was just he was just so slimy, and uh, I didn't like him. And you know, the stuff with the with the brother as well, the character actor there. Um, I like him. I like his energy. Um, so I've got a couple of facts. Do you want some facts? Some trivia? Um, go on then. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Let me. Let me hit you with a little, uh, a little trivia. Uh, this first one's uh, quite saucy. So, according to one biography, Robin Williams decided to test out the believability of his Mrs. Doubtfire character during filming by going as Mrs. Doubtfire into an adult bookstore and making a purchase. He was able to do so without being recognised. So he went in and bought a That's jazz mat. You can relate to pretty well. Well, I, I wouldn't have to dress up as a you know seventy-year-old lady to do so. Yeah, but I? if you didn't want to get recognised, because they know you don't know. They know, well, Mister Johnson, the usual. <laughs> what would your usual be? Sheds fortnightly. Sh- Shedwood. Shedwood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, and um, here's a here's a nice bit of 
you know that bit in um, Alien where the alien pops out of the chest and nobody knew about it yeah and and the reactions were genuine well there's a similar thing happened in in this film so during the restaurant scene when <laughs> Mrs Doubtfire's teeth fell into the wine glass uh, the cast didn't know that yeah. Robin Williams would do that so all the reactions on film were genuine wow so it's exactly like the bit in Alien sure <laughs> you don't you don't seem convinced I don't know why I just yeah um, he did actually he kind of like dries them off by spraying all of the wine from them across uh, Pierce Brosnan's eyes um, which is quite good but I don't know didn't didn't feel ad-libbed didn't have an ad-libbed energy there's another one from the IMDB fact Sally Field got a cappuccino moustache on set and they decided to put it in the movie hey that's I, good keep it in I feel like he had like a particular direction where he had to uh gesture to his lip to like let her know that she had it where like it it was totally built into the scene unless they just mean on a coffee break she had a cappuccino moustache yeah and then just you know what that's so funny we'll add it to a whole scene yeah so we're just we're just about to literally run out of time in 15 seconds um so just to wrap it up okay i'm gonna read you the analysis from the team now I'm not saying this is from from me but I'm just going to read you the analysis uh, of Daniel Hillard so are you ready okay yep so we have observed Daniel Hillard for a number of weeks now and it is clear that he is in a terribly sad situation which may account for his erratic behavior unfortunately we have no other choice than to agree with the judge's decision to wait until Hillard resolves his anguish over the situation, as this is clearly not a healthy one for the three children. Uh, Whilst Mr Hillard's efforts have not gone unnoticed, his methods are very problematic and potentially troubling in both a legal sense and for his children. His ability as a father has never been under question, but we suggest mediation between Mr and Mrs Hillard in order to respectfully end this broken relationship. The children must come first, and neither parent so far has made them the priority. Okay. So um, how, how do you feel about the assessment there? I mean, it's quite, so let, it's quite biting. Yeah, I think that's fair, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I kind of said it earlier on, like, okay, it's a bit erratic. Um, I think I was kind of saying that in the context of the fact that it's a cartoony film, though, rather yeah. than actually an- analysing whether or not he's a good dad. So, yes, he's an erratic kind of guy. But I think, ultimately, he's a good dad, and he's actually come out of this film even better than he began. Yeah, and there's a w- there is a way forward for them, and we hope that they can... You know, we hope that he can find it and make it work. Fine. If you would like to uh, let us know what you think about Daniel Hillard as a dad, then you can let us know at GOF Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, or you can send us a message on Facebook and let us know what you think about any of the dads on this month's Dad Dad Month podcast um, month. Um, So do that at facebook.com forward slash guys on film, or you can record some kind of uh, audio message for us and send it either to our email address, which is guysonfilmpodcast at gmail.com, or you can send it as a message on Facebook. So get in touch and uh, let us know what you think. I think that's all. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah.
Goodbye. That was my English accent.